This is the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast brought to you by Self-Care for Teachers, helping you prioritize your health, happiness and well-being so that you can thrive in the classroom and in life. I'm your host, Ellen Ronalds Keane, reminding you that you're a person first and a teacher second and you are allowed to look after you. everyone and welcome back. I hope that you really enjoyed the interview or the two-part episodes of the interview with Gabby Stroud. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to them because I really think they are a fantastic couple of episodes. But I am actually deliberately doing this episode directly after Gabby's because I also know that for some of you, that interview with Gabby may have stirred up some stuff for you. The content of Gabby's book, Teacher, and the content of the conversation that we had on the podcast, while really important, also does touch on some very sore points for teachers. And I know because you tell me, but I also know because they're sore points for me too. So I want to say right up front that this episode is as much a note to myself as it is a message to you. I hope that listening to this episode brings you as much comfort as writing it and putting it together did to me because I'm not that different from you. I'm not someone who has it all figured out and has never struggled with this stuff or never struggles anymore, right? I know that my role here on the podcast and as a wellbeing coach is to share inspiration and information that can help you on your journey with self-care and wellbeing. And I take that responsibility really seriously. And I also feel that I have a responsibility not to set you up for failure or to give you unreasonable expectations about the six simple steps to getting a perfect life in the next 30 days, right? I don't want to sell you a lie. There is a really strong tension that I grapple with all the time between wanting to be useful and helpful and share things that science and research and experience say are useful and helpful, but equally not wanting to sell you a quick fix. I'm in the self-improvement and self-help industry now, and it can be wonderful, but it also has a dark side. The side where the Instagram influencers sell quick fixes and simple solutions to things that are actually complex and that take time and discipline and that sometimes don't have solutions. Because some things in life don't have solutions. They don't have destinations. Some things are hard and there's no way through but through. Some things are like the laundry. There's dirty clothes this week and then you do the laundry and you have to fold it and you put it away and it's all great. And then guess what? Next week, there's more dirty clothes and the whole thing starts again and it's not something that ever gets done. That's why my mind management program is a five-month program and then you have to keep working the program and practicing the practices well forever, right? There are no quick fixes. We want them. It's natural to want that, especially when we're in pain. It's part of the human condition. And people sell that. We've been trained by media and Hollywood and advertising to expect quick fixes, instant gratification, neat resolutions to the complication in the story, happy endings for the heroes. We've been kind of programmed to think that that's default, but actually that's not reality. It's literally fiction in the case of Hollywood. And we're also used to fixing things and having the answers in our jobs as educators and as leaders. We're capable. We're doers. We trust knowledge and information, and if we don't know the answer, then we research it so that we can find out. 
we try to Hermione Granger our way out of things. Probably more Hermione in books one to four than later on because she does grow as a character over time, as we all do, as I know you have done and will continue to do. But if you're feeling burnt out right now, if you're feeling demoralized, if you're feeling heartbroken about the current state of the world or the state of the education system within which you work, if you're hurt by the bullying of colleagues or feeling fed up with unreasonable expectations, unreasonable workload, or you're furious at the people in charge or the people you work with or at somebody in your life, or you feel betrayed, or you're doubting the life choices that have got you to be here and wondering what it's all for and feeling this kind of existential angst, I get it. I get it and I see you and I acknowledge your pain and your fatigue and your burnout and your demoralization and your sense of emptiness. And I want to tell you that there are no quick fixes and you are not broken. You are human. And I bet if you and I sat down and had a chat about all the things going on in your life right now, all the pressures, all the events, all the experiences leading up to now, all the expectations that are being put on you by yourself or by others, I bet I'd say, wow, you've been through a lot. All those big feelings that you're feeling, it sounds like that's how any normal human being would respond if they were in your shoes. And I know because I'm a human being and it happens to me too. But I also know because I've had the privilege of being a confidant and a coach and teachers tell me what's gone on for them. And sometimes they say it with like a, what's wrong with me? Why aren't I coping tone in their voice? And I just want you to know that you are not broken. Even if you have been diagnosed with a mental health condition or a physical health condition that does in fact make it more challenging for you to cope right now, or it means that your threshold is maybe different than it was before, still I say you are not broken. You are human. You are having a reaction that is perfectly understandable given the circumstances that you find yourself in, physiologically, psychologically, environmentally, professionally. You are not broken. You are human. And does that mean that we just stay here stuck in the muck? No. If anything, my experience has been that realizing that I'm human and that it's understandable that whatever I'm going through combined with everything that has happened up until now would lead me to feel how I feel, realizing that is what actually helps me get unstuck. Because if I'm not broken, then I don't need the quick fixes. I can stop focusing my attention on finding the quick fix and start directing my limited energy towards being kind and gentle and compassionate and encouraging with myself and on the long-term sustainable practices that will make a difference over time. One of my favorite podcasters, Rob Bell from The Robcast, uh, did an episode recently about being lost or about that feeling of lostness and the kind of malaise about life or work or relationships or the world. I'll put a link in the show notes to the episode. And he said that sometimes what's underneath that is actually grief. That feeling of loss underneath that is grief because there's been something or someone that has gone or that didn't turn out the way that we hoped it would or that expectations that didn't pan out. And now we feel lost because the future that we thought we would have, the future that we thought would be this way, is now not going to be this way. And so we feel lost because we have to adjust. 
And I will say again that that is perfectly understandable. That's a perfectly understandable thing to feel in this situation. If you expected things to be one way and they turned out differently, it's normal to feel lost by that. You are not broken. You are human. If you expected to be able to make a difference in a certain way as a teacher, to be a certain kind of teacher, if you expected to spend your days working with and connecting with children and yet you find most of your time now is spent on paperwork and data management, or if you expected to have colleagues that supported you and were generous and inclusive and collaborative, but you find yourself in a situation where the people that you work with are not helpful and they're not psychologically safe and maybe they are actually actively making things more difficult for you. Or if you expected your career would take a certain path, you would get the leadership role that you applied for, or you would get the permanent position and the job security and get to stay at the school, or you expected to get the transfer and get to start over somewhere new. And now you find that isn't happening, that career path that you thought you were on is taking a fork in the road that you weren't expecting. Or if you expected that the department or the government or the administration would make decisions about education from a certain set of values, and now it's obvious that actually they're operating from a completely different set of values, and it all just feels wrong to you, and you're asking yourself why you care so much, why you can't get it together, why you aren't able to bounce back, or why you're so heartbroken and exhausted, then again I say to you, you are not broken. That is a perfectly understandable thing to feel in this situation. If you expected things to be one way and they turned out differently and you have big feelings about that, you do not need any quick fixes. You are not broken. You are human. So where does that leave us? What do we do with that, right? Well, we can take one day at a time. We can remind ourselves to be here and now and reject the temptation and the lie that the quick fix tells us, which is that just around the corner or when we get that thing, everything will be better. We can reject that and we can call it out and name it as the lie and the thinking trap that it is and we can just take one day at a time. We can ask ourselves, what is the next right thing here? Not what is the solution forevermore, just what is the next step here and now? What is the next right thing to do in this situation? You don't have to have all the answers, but if you sit with it, you probably know what the next step is, the next right thing to do is. We can ask ourselves, what do I have the capacity for today? Because each day is different, and if we're exhausted or distressed or sick or heartbroken or burnt out or all of the above, we will have a different capacity today than we did yesterday and than we will tomorrow. And it's okay. It's okay to feel that our capacity is different and we can ask ourselves, what do I have the capacity for today? And just do that. And we can also ask ourselves, can I sit with myself and hold myself lightly in this? Can I witness myself in these big feelings and not make myself wrong for it? Can I know that I am human and hurting and that I'm not broken and I do not need to be fixed? And can I also reach towards peace and healing and something better? Can I hold both of those within me at once and hold them and myself gently? And I want to tell you that it is so 
hard and that it's possible and it's worth it. It's not either or. It's yes and. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's painful. Yes, you're disappointed. Yes, you're demoralized. Yes, you're exhausted. Yes, it's possible to sit here in this pain, frustration, fear, doubt, grief. And it's possible to witness ourselves. And it's possible to reach for the next right thing. To reach for the next step. To hold ourselves gently. And to move towards peace and healing. There are no quick fixes. And you are not broken. People will try to sell quick fixes to you. And people will offer you solutions. And sometimes they'll be very well-meaning. They'll be helpful. And sometimes they'll be way off base. And sometimes the timing will just be terrible. And we can hold them lightly too because nobody likes to see somebody else suffer. None of us likes to watch somebody that we care about in pain. And we've all been trained as teachers to try to solve problems, to have the answers, to fix things, to make it better. And we all do this all the time to each other and to ourselves. We try to fix things. We try to solve it. We try to solve our way out of the problem, out of the pain. So we all do this. And when we see somebody else in pain, can we learn to see them as human, not broken, and not try to fix it? Can we learn to witness each other in our tough times, in our big feelings, to feel our big feelings and to keep bringing ourselves back to here and now, to the present moment, to the next right thing, the one next step, to what we have capacity for now, today. There are no quick fixes. You are not broken. You are human. May you remember that this week. May you hold space for yourself and for others. May you be gentle on yourself and on others. And may you remember that you are a person first and a teacher second, and you are not broken. You are human. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast brought to you by Self-Care for Teachers. If you've enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe in your chosen podcast player so you don't miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify, hit the three dots, share it to your Facebook or Instagram stories and let your friends know that you're listening. And if something in this episode made you think about a teacher that you care about and you think they need to hear it, send it to them now. Let's spread the message of teacher well-being and together we can create thriving school communities. Show notes for the podcast can be found at www.selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash podcast. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram using the handle at selfcareforteachers. Season five of the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast is proudly supported by Katrina Burke Coaching, Teachers Thriving, Zoe from My Smart Community, Jessica from Lead and Inspire, and Katie from See Me, Know Me, Teach Me. As always, remember you're a person first and a teacher second and you are worthy of your own care.